Welcome to the Money Vikings Podcast, where we conquer financial freedom. Join Greg, Jerry, and Bob as they discuss everything investing and personal finance. The Money Vikings Podcast is hosted by three dads who are doing what they can each day to burn down debt and build wealth. Learn the path to true wealth. Their podcast and website, moneyvikings.com, is a treasure trove of ideas. So without further ado, here they are, the Money Vikings. Welcome, everybody, to the Money Vikings podcast number 28. Happy socially distanced Valentine's Day, everyone. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is our this is our tech episodes. Uh, Today, we discuss microvision and Bumble investment opportunities. Star Trek future. Make it so. Bob and Jerry, how you guys doing? Enjoying my Earl Grey tea. You are so. Yes, I love do you get do you get the reference? I'm such Star a Trek? okay. I do. Okay, okay, I Star okay. Trek Next Generation. John John Luke Picard. <laughs> of course I do. Mister Bald Money Viking I am, and Star Trek fan. Uh, I, I yeah I can't get enough uh, Next Gen. Actually, that's a totally side note. We have to do a whole thing on that. But like Next Generation, I, I watch those episodes now every once in a while. It's kind of like my my like comfort food through yes. the pandemic <laughs> is to sometimes watch those at night. And but they're so like. They're so early nineties. Oh, it's so like good. out of control. It's, so it's they're so early nineties. It's so funny. Anyway, well, today we are going to uh, do an overview of microvision, and Bob will lead us through that, and then uh, we'll discuss uh, Bumble because it is our Valentine's Day edition. Thought that'd be kind of fun. Uh, but the first thing, Bob. Okay, I got to do it. Mia culpa. I was wrong about Dogecoin, and this is what I mean. I was wrong about Dogecoin. Not, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's going to be worth anything. Just say it. No idea. I have no idea if it's going to be worth anything. But I did my research this time because I know last show I was totally dogging on it. Um, No pun intended. But you know, the 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 inventor is actually a really cool guy, and I actually kind of fell in love with like the inventor and the and uh, this is our love. (laughs) I fell in love with the inventor and with Dogecoin. But his name is Marcus, and he he was he got basically he got dis he got disenchanted though with the cryptocurrency after he created it because he's actually like a really nice guy, and he's known as the Doge Mother okay. in the community, and he wanted Dogecoin to be a force for right. good. Um, he does not like pump and dump. He does not like rampant greed. He doesn't like bad faith actors. But he was actually trying to build something. Uh, that would make the world a better yeah. place, um, but but he has no idea what's going on now because he, he doesn't understand. Like, it. Yeah, disconnected. He, yeah, his his whole thing was he wanted a um, uh, you know decentralized uh, form of currency that was the value of it was dictated by the and not by a system. And you know, but yeah, he, he just stepped away. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is a really interesting thing in the crypto space. And we're obviously Elon Musk fans. So anything that he's sort of we think joking about or he's serious about, I haven't really figured out yet. I mean, he just tweeted about it like seven minutes ago as we do our show. I don't know if he's serious, but he might be. But I the it's there's something there. And the guy I mean, the guy now he like he builds water wells in Africa he connects service dogs to kids. Um, wow. He does all this. Like he he helped um, he helped fund the Jamaican bobsled team to the Olympics. He <laughs> the uh, wow. so also cool. also so. you guys a uh, little known uh, unknown fact is that he actually he's a saint now as well. Just uh, so you. <laughs> <laughs> 
These are in sainthood. Well, I don't and, know. And Greg, I mean, it's and Greg cool. spent People... the whole last episode making fun of him. So I, you're going to hell, you. man. How dare I, you, sir? I know. That's why, I, that's why I'm totally repenting. You devote right a whole 20 guys. seconds to Well, this. if you invest in microvision, we'll get you covered. Yeah, we're going to get into that for sure. Two two other so two other notable things I want to mention to you guys. So like in the news, um, so Bitcoin again. I and I know this is gonna sound crazy because you know I used to be such a such a crypto skeptic and and you know my buddy Jerry years ago was like, come on man, let's do this. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, it's nine hundred dollars a coin. <laughs> Who would ever do that? Stop <laughs> saying, saying that. It physically <laughs> pains me to hear that. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But hey, hey, but, but we but we have made it, so that's good. I mean, you know, my, at the end of the day, if you've made many, then that's yeah, that's good. But there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about it doubling by the end of this year. I mean, that that'd be a hundred thousand dollars a coin. Do you guys buy that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, that doesn't mean that I'm sour on it or I'm I'm bearish on it. I just don't I just don't have any idea where the value is going to go or where it should be. I just I, did. Did we talk about this a long well, time ago? Where like there was some article. It was talking about how it was going to be as it, the value of like Burke. Like it was going to be that high at some in over the mm -hmm. course of like a the next five to ten years. Kathy Wood says four hundred thousand a coin. So this is okay. So this is an interesting thing that I I read about this, and I we may have discussed this top off offline a little bit, but I read something about how the value of Bitcoin is really derived from the uh, engagement or the the how do I say it the, the network effect the network behind it, right? So because there is a capped amount of Bitcoin out, and there are people mining it. And then you have companies and, and software and programs that do the kind of accounting for. Well, once the last coin is mined, then they say it's going to lose the the value. Like it's because you're then not going to have the interest of people actually mining for it. And then that's going to be less of a need for the accounting of it as well. Wouldn't that increase? I know the supply value and demand, I, and I and get it, it, but that's. I feel like the like the day that the first of all, I, I think that's like right. 100 years from now, isn't it? Or 50 years from now. So I don't know. Well, you have a you have worry you about have that anytime a, soon. SOS, that company that Warren Buffett invested, in, you know, decided to pick up five thousand. They they are accepting delivery of like five thousand mega computers that are specifically solely designed for mining cryptocurrency, um, like Bitcoin and Ethereum. So maybe we'll maybe we'll take five years mm -hmm. off of the hundred years. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. no, okay. Well, there you go. Well, I, I mean, hey, you know, every day I hear about a new institution like MasterCard last week. I mean, it's, it's just it's becoming yeah. very mainstream. So whatever that means for the price. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm still bullish on it, even though you guys know me. I'm like Mr. Classic Dividend Aristocrat guy here. But I'm like now Mr. 25 percent Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm still bullish. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, here. here I mean, here's here's my bottom line. If a person if a person has, and I think you guys would agree, if a person has their financial house in order, and I mean they have a secure job, they have got a four hundred one k, they have emergency savings, no they doubt. have insurance, then yeah, they got their debt under control, they can service their debt. Then I, you know, I'm all for taking like we've talked about before. I'm all for taking one to two percent of your assets and throwing it into crypto because you could make a lot of money. Um, or if it all falls apart, your whole life isn't going to fall apart. So. Anyway, that's what I think.
it's yeah it's interesting it's really hard to predict where it's gonna go uh i'll reiterate i'm bullish on it as just sort of it's it's got the first what is it the first arriver advantage of all the that all the other coins don't have uh it's and it's got the network effect most people using it people you know institutions aren't talking about adopting dogecoin uh they're talking about bitcoin right and uh you know there's futures trading now for ethereum and bitcoin in the cme group so i mean it's a big deal and it's it's moving forward so it'll be interesting to see what happens wow well anyway we i mean we probably need to do a whole show on crypto at some point here and just dive into all these coins and talk about them uh but today no this is so so everybody knows um yeah bob bob does a lot of trading and uh acquiring of microvision this company and it's going to walk us through uh, tell yeah. us what it's about. So what do they do? Oh, this is uh, just read it verbatim here. Here's the description of, of company Microvision. Don't know about it. Uh, ticker is M-E-I-S. Uh, Microvision Inc. developed scanning technology to create a high resolution miniature projection, three-dimensional sensing and image captured under the Pico P brand name in the United States. Pico P scanning technology is based on micro electrical mechanical systems, MEMS. As you'll hear me refer to it as MEMS when I, when I talk about it. So micro electrical mechanical uh, laser diodes, optomechanics, electronics. The company pro- uh, company's products are used in interactive and non-interactive projected displays, 3D perspective light direction, and ranging LIDAR. It's also um, one of their new things is auto LIDAR, automotive LIDAR, which is one of the big drivers right now, and I'm extremely excited about it. But it's also augmented reality, mixed reality. Uh, I think they call it warped reality. Um, so it, this company really... It's basically it's like, this. It's basically it's minority, minority report. report. <laughs> Seriously, this is what we're looking at. But <laughs> if anyone's seen that movie, go see that movie because Microvision apparently it, is making yeah, everything they, in that movie just, come come so to life. So this is what's crazy is that if you if you were to look at this company's balance, you would think like um, I'm going to pass. It's a hard <laughs> pass right now. I'm sorry. Um, they they don't look good as far as a balance sheet goes. But this is what people need to to look at and understand. Any good company. That is breakthrough technology that is investing a lot in their R&D and actually coming out with a product that is groundbreaking. They typically aren't going to have the best balance sheet. Eventually, it will get there, but it, it, it takes time. So, for example, mm-hmm. Tesla. Just I bring this up. So, Tesla, at one point, their retained earnings were negative $4 billion. Okay? So, mm-hmm. people don't understand that. It wasn't until um, I think it was Q3 or Q4 of 2019 that they actually became revenue positive. Well, you're onto something, Bob, because this is this is a huge hall. I mean, we're starting kind of a kickoff, right, of like right. tech discussions here, and this is a huge hallmark. I mean, you guys would know better than than me, and I'd like to know what you think, Jerry. I mean, this seems to be a huge hallmark right. of tech companies, right? They seem to go through. You have to really, really believe in them because they seem to have to go through like right. a decade. Of yes, losing absolutely. money, am I Seems right? That way. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and and that's one of the big things yeah. is with, so with microvision here. This is, to kind of go back is years ago they um, they created this little pro, essentially uh, a micro projection that could be used in a smartphone, and you may have seen them out there in the market. And their their advancements in technology were way ahead of their, and and that kind of became we think of that as like you know futuristic. However, it was um, it was a crutch. It was debilitating to them. Is that they were way, way ahead of their time, and everybody they partnered with could not meet kind of the standard that was 
the be the best way to um, uh, display and use their product. So when they were doing this back in the day, and they kind of were really hitting the ground, they were using you know advanced laser system, but they were um, the green lasers. So you know like green lasers you shooting around. So the problem we ran into is that the lasers they were using were a, a, a class three laser, which so they they're actually kind of dangerous like you, if you <laughs> get shot with a class through laser in the eye you could have permanent damage to your eye well when mm -hmm. they were finally able to do these kind of um uh they changed the the way that the light the, the lasers kind of refracted off of a material to help um kind of disperse it to the eyes for like an interactive display it became safe for a person to actually look at right Okay. Right. They didn't yeah, want to go full Star Wars on us. Like, in their like eyes. Okay. so okay. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So what what's their so do they have a light at the end of the tunnel in terms of Absolutely. turning a profit in in Absolutely. the mind of investors? And okay. what what does that look like? So uh, I want to keep it brief because there are event, it, it's it gets very uh much like a murder mystery. Like I think Greg, you explained it best where I had a wall in my room with all the string pulled out <laughs> like to the different you know. <laughs> Right, right, <laughs> right. So right. they, so be, stepping back to talking about their balance, um, you know, companies can only do this for so long until it starts impacting to a point where they sale, to go bankrupt. Many things happen. This occurred last year. They were going through transition some years back, and you know, their leadership changes at a place. And it was Q1 uh, of last year that they said, "Hey, very publicly, they said we're up for sale." Now this company. So people are aware, Microvision, uh, Microsoft, different company, right, has produced something called the HoloLens. HoloLens, and this has become very popular lately, is it actually has military application. And there is a, mm. uh, a military product out there called the IVAS. Okay, um, what this is is uh, virtual reality goggles, essentially, right? There, there has a heads-up display built into the goggles themselves, and military units can actually see a map in their HUD, their head-up display where their current team is located, where troops are located. They can get information fed into their heads-up display. They, Somebody on, a, on another end who's looking at a camera can see exactly what this unit is looking at. They So my, my, micro, microvision is completely instrumental absolutely, in our dystopian Absolutely. Future. I mean, on all, seriously, all aspects. You said Minority Report. This is like, you know, micro... <laughs> minority Report meets right, Star Wars seriously. meets Terminator already. So it's yeah. just all, so okay, it's all coming we're, together. And we're going to keep okay, going. You. You're gonna, your mind nice. is going to blow up a few times right now. So just... So okay. <laughs> we were fortunate enough to have somebody in actually somebody part of this uh, community that I'm involved with around MVIS that uh, took it upon himself to buy the HoloLens 2. This is more of the, the consumer retail product, right? Not the IVAS. But he bought the HoloLens 2. He recorded a video of him breaking this thing down, tearing it apart. It's a $3,000 unit. The guy took it apart. Because the big rumor around, speculation around that MVIS was providing this key component, the MEMS system, to make the HoloLens. And sure enough, he broke it down, took it apart. He found the piece and components with MVIS label on it, and it was confirmed. And to that point, because of non-disclosure agreements, Microvision can't tell who their clients. So it was very clear and apparent. So when they decided to go you know, and say that they're up for sale, this becomes a huge, huge thing for Microsoft because they have a product that is, is advanced. It's popular. They're approaching the government with it. 
And if Microvision goes up for sale, and so let's say somebody like Apple buys them, right? They then have a Apple license uh, intellectual property inside of their HoloLens 2. It causes conflict. Go back to the drawing board, right? So we can always see the problem. They have one of the mm -hmm. largest uh, in, in their space, one of the largest and uh, most, I would say, lucrative uh, intellectual property portfolios out there where any of their competitors have to find a workaround or whatever they can to try to get. Who are the owners? So of the management. You team? have a guy. Or are they like from like a, so like a university that, or something? This is also where it gets or... interesting. So the CEO of the company right now, his name is Sumit Sharma. He was one of the pioneers of um, Google Glass. So he came on mm. board. Um, it really kind of changed some of the direction, but also it gave a lot of, they knew what his, uh, his background is. Um, there's a list of people that are on the, uh, the board of directors that have connection to Google, right? Um, but most interesting is that recently there was a, a lady who came on, and this is where it kind of leads into, we talked about the automotive. Okay. So, uh, uh, Judy Curran just came on the board of directors and she was a formal, formerly an executive over at Ford Motors, motor company. Okay. So I know I'm, I'm jumping around all place here, but this kind of leads into their automotive LIDAR segment. This is where they've actually really focusing a lot of their, uh, they have come up with a, um, a sample you'll say of, of what the, uh, the future of automotive LIDAR looks like, and they are blowing their competitors capability and specs and size. And there's a lot of rumblings out there of the buyer of this company could either be Microsoft. It could be Ford. It could be Apple. Could be Google. Mm -hmm. um, this has to do with the players in the game. So Judy Curran, she former Ford exec, now on the board of directors. Uh, where there are more ties coming in with Ford Motors uh, or even Microsoft is this: you had Warren Buffett just recently invested six billion dollars into Ford. You had Ford Motor Company just sell their whole position in Velodyne who was a competitor to Microvision in the automotive LiDAR space. They just took that position back in like August of last year. They sold it at the end of the year, the whole position. You had State of Michigan just added shares of MVS to their portfolio, a million dollars. Coincidentally, the guy that manages that investment portfolio for the, the State of Michigan was a, uh, a person that worked with Judy Curran at Ford. Um, and then you have, lastly, um, Google and Ford had a strategic partnership in the auto lighter space that was announced. Um, another person on the board of directors, Mark Spitz, um, has some connection as well. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, there, there's strings cool, everywhere, man. man. Yeah. So they're in a lot of, they're in a lot of like, I mean, you can see, I can see what you're saying. I mean, they're in a lot of areas that we right. have talked about on our show before that are just right. like ready to explode. Um, so now are they, do, how do they, how do they fare against, um, so competitors? As far as, and this is where, it, when we start moving into the automotive light, space, this is where, um, this is where the opportunity is, right? So again, we don't give financial advice out on this show or it, it, investment advice, but so right now, the, um, the competitors in this automotive LiDAR space, you have one, which is um, LAZR, right? The company is, you know, Laser. Laser. They're the company that was just sold for a, some odd billion dollars that was doing that auto automotive LiDAR on semi-trucks. Um, and 
right now their share prices, but I want to say um, it's something ridiculous. Luminar, it's Luminar. Oh, and MVIS. Yeah. Oh, Luminar. Yeah, and MVIS stock has been doing really right. well the last few weeks, right? I mean, it's, it's huge. Up like, it's huge. It's up. I'm huge. sorry. Actually, Luminar right now is thirty. I apologize. Yeah. Thirty-seven dollars a share right now. So um, Luminar mm-hmm. is is one where their specific focus is automotive lighter. That's the only thing they do, and on top of that, the product they've provided is not even as high of quality as what Microvision is making, and not even a tenth of the hmm. quality. Um, so you think MBIS absolutely. has more room to run? So so their yeah. their okay. share price cool. is at $37 a share right now. Um, and then you have the other one, which is Velodyne. Um, so Velodyne right now, again, specifically just LiDAR, they're at $23 a share, okay? So that's where these two companies hmm. are placed. Now, Microvision uh, right now, they're at, what, $18 a share is one? Um, they offer more in the realm of technology and advancement, both of these companies buy, and yet they're only showing in the space being around. Each. So let me just read some performance to you. Yeah, $18 a so share is quite the, a run. performance, right? So in the past yeah. week, they're up 58%. Yeah. The past month, mm-hmm. 180%. Wow. Yep. The past three months, 20. Yeah. 907%. Wow. The past six months, 1105%. The past year, 2,917 is how much they're up performance-wise, and they're not even done yet. Hmm. So there, there's a lot yeah. of numbers that get thrown around, but there, there's writing on the wall that a buyout is coming, and this has to do with them demonstrating how far they've come automotive LiDAR, which they will be demoing. Yeah, Motley Fool, yeah, Motley Fool says uh, Mark, this uh, EV and self-driving favorite sword today. Yep talks about that last week and they they so april so, they will be cool, releasing man. the product right, and well. there's there's a lot of speculation about their their buyout price but it was supposed to be in the billions um talking about how this stock has potential to be up of hundred plus dollars a share 10 or 10 plus years ago they were valued at 500 dollars a share and they just completed massive cup and handle that took develop and this is also attributing to their their upward wow. trend um technical analysis side i'll tell you that Right now, their RSI, it, it's, similar, it's it's on the higher side, higher level, but it supports the run. And that's what people need to understand is that mm. they, um, RSI is just an indicator of momentum, right? Where it's going to go. Um, as long as it stays at higher levels, that will support the bullish run behind it. Uh, that's where it's sitting right now. It's supporting this bullish run. And so they just recently had a little retracement mm. back, consolidation, it's, you know, it was on lower volume, which is a sign of just kind of the weaker hands just trying to take profit. Um, but they are are set on a glide path in the next coming days, uh, if not, or next day. Well, I'm going to throw Absolutely. a little capital if, uh, that way next if week. If one yeah. of us are sounds, interested, besides just buying yeah. up and, the stock, are yeah. there other ways to play it? Is, is there danger in using options if they're a buyout uh, takeover candidate? So they, so Jerry, a great question because there's there's a lot of information I've had or been given around that, and I've asked that same question. It all determined. It's all determined on the stipulations of the buyout, whether those options be allowed to be exercised, exchanged. Uh, that's the I unknown, see. and and how quick the buyout you know transaction would happen. I will tell you right now, options are very healthy with uh with MVIS right. I haven't gotten too into the details behind it but I think I remember last time looking the February 19 $20 um uh options I, I want to say it was and maybe you have it in front of you Jerry but I want to say it's like thousands the open interest like thousands such high open um but there was a lot of open interest on specifically that call mm-hmm. option I I will tell you I I am in 
uh, a heavy amount of options and I plan on actually goes forward uh, to May to May options but uh awesome. insane opportunity guys well insane thanks Bob it's a good good uh awesome. good analysis thank you great uh, excellent uh, excellent review and, and, I, and I, of, I do want to uh, get and here's the thing on, is I do have so... to give a shout out to these people because I, I will tell you honestly I wouldn't know what I consider the the little that I do know if it wasn't around micro. Um, you know, you have you have guys like uh, you know Brian at Gator Traders, you have Chris at Chartology, you have guys like Skip that kind of do chart analysis. The guy that did the breakdown, his, he goes by the handle Stupid Screen Handle, um, and there's many more. It's mm -hmm. a large community of people that collectively find information insane and the, the knowledge and so. Yeah, that's what I really appreciate, Bob, about what you just did. It's a great, you just uh, gave a great example of, you know, investing right. through knowledge Absolutely. and acquiring knowledge. You know, I'm going to go back, I'm going yeah. to go back to Grandpa Buffett. Okay, Warren Buffett spends all of his time, most of his time, he doesn't spend all, a lot of his time trading. He spends most of yes. his time reading and researching. And so that's a great, always a great lesson for all of us in it, as investors. And I'm guilty. I mean, I, there's times where I just kind of, you know, go on a whim and I'll, and I'll slam into something, but, um, you, you've really done your homework on this one and, you know, we should all, um, Absolutely. we should all do such homework, frankly, Absolutely. before we invest our hard earned dollars. Yeah. So That's great. it's awesome. Yeah. It's really, it's really, uh, it's really, yeah. So I, I just, you know, I just want to make really sure I, you know, I owe so. a lot to that and hats <clears> off to that. It's definitely, uh, buy-in. Uh, definitely buying. Yeah, Absolutely. it's fun. It's fun to connect over this stuff. You know, I mean, that's why we do our show, and we like to connect over this stuff and and throw these ideas. You know, we, we're stress testing I, I mean, these ideas the together is, as a and community. This is, and this is know, the thing is by sharing the, this everything I've learned about MVIS and sharing that with a good friend of ours because they bought in and invested, they were able to have the money now to make a down payment house where they thought they would never be able to and. It's well, right. that's the awesome thing so about investing. Like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we we've said it a million times on the show, like none of us. I, I, I this always rang true with me about the importance right. of investing properly, because unless you are a uh, one percenter right. that is a movie star or a sports figure, none right. of us are going to make enough money. Like we have to we have got to invest to get our money working for us. And that's really nice to hear when those dreams come true. I, I hope more of that happens in our country. Like as we expand the knowledge of investing to a lot of people and, and we open up those opportunities and the people's minds. Now, I mean, prudent investing. I mean, some people right. are going a little crazy lately <laughs> right, and they need right. to calm down. <laughs> you know, we got it. We got to keep things in perspective. I, you know, don't, don't put everything you own into MVIS, even if it's a great company, diversify, you know, right. diversify a little bit, put some money in it. But yeah, you know, don't put all your money in Bitcoin, right. you know, put right. some, okay? Um, you know, we got to, we got to like keep ourselves sort of Absolutely. grounded a little bit in the real world, but um, great. That's, that's great, Bob. Thank you. Um, Welcome to the Money Vikings podcast, where we conquer financial freedom. Join Greg, Jerry, and Bob as they discuss everything investing and personal finance. The Money Vikings podcast is hosted by three dads who are doing what they can each day to burn down debt and build wealth. Learn the path to true wealth. Their podcast and website, moneyvikings.com, is a treasure trove of ideas. So without further ado, here they are, the Money Vikings. 
Welcome, everybody, to the Money Vikings podcast number 28. Happy socially distanced Valentine's Day, everyone. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is our this is our tech episodes. Uh, today we discuss microvision and Bumble investment opportunities. Star Trek future, make it so. Bob and Jerry, how you guys Good. doing? Enjoying my Earl Grey tea. Oh, you are so oh, yes, I love. Do you get do you get the reference? I'm such Star a. Trek? Okay. I do. Okay, okay, I Star okay. Trek Next Generation, John Luke Picard. Of course I do. Mr. Bald Money Viking I am. And Star Trek fan. Uh, I, I, yeah, I can't get enough uh, Next Gen, actually. That's a totally side note. We have to do a whole thing on that. But, like, Next Generation, I, I watch those episodes now every once in a while. It's kind of like my, my like, comfort food through yes. the pandemic is to sometimes <laughs> watch those at night. And But they're so, like... They're so early nineties. Oh, it's so like out of control. It's, so it's they're so early nineties. It's so funny. Anyway, well, today we are going to uh, do an overview of microvision, and Bob will lead us through that, and then uh, we'll discuss uh, Bumble because it is our Valentine's Day edition. Thought that'd be kind of fun. Uh, but the first thing, Bob. Okay, I got to do it. Mia culpa. I was wrong about Dogecoin, and this is what I mean. I was wrong about Dogecoin. Not, I don't know. I don't. Yes. I don't know if it's going to be worth it, anything. Just say it. I have it. no idea. I have no idea if it's going to be worth anything. But I did my research this time because I know last show I was totally dogging <laughs> on it. Um, no pun intended. But you know, the 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 inventor is actually a really cool yeah. guy, and I actually kind of fell in love with like the inventor and the and uh, this is our love. <laughs> I fell in love with the inventor and with Dogecoin. But his name is Marcus, and he he was he got basically he got disen, he got disenchanted though with the cryptocurrency after he created it because he's actually like a really nice guy, and he's known as the Doge Mother okay. in the community, and he wanted Dogecoin to be a force for right. good. Um, he does not like pump and dump. He does not like rampant greed. He doesn't like bad faith actors. But he was actually trying to build something. Uh, that would make the world a better yeah. place. Um, but but he has no idea what's going on now. Because he, he doesn't, doesn't understand like, it. Yeah, disconnected. He, yeah, his his whole thing was he wanted a um, uh, you know decentralized uh, form of currency that was the value of it was dictated by the not by a system. And you know, but yeah, he, he just stepped away. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. It, I mean, you know, it, it is a really interesting thing in the crypto space. And we're obviously Elon Musk fans. So anything that he's sort of we think joking about or he's serious about, I haven't really figured out yet. I mean, he just tweeted about it like seven minutes ago as we do our show. I don't know if he's serious, but he might be. But I the it's there's something there. And the guy I mean, the guy now he like he builds water wells in Africa <laughs> he connects service dogs to kids. Um, wow. He does all this. Like he he helped um, he helped fund the Jamaican bobsled team to the Olympics. He <laughs> the uh, wow. so also cool. also so. you guys a uh, little known uh, unknown fact is that he actually he's a saint now as well. Just uh, so you. <laughs> 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 These are in sainthood. Well, I don't and, know. And Greg, I mean, and Greg cool spent people. the whole last episode making fun of him. So I, you're going to hell, you. man. How dare I, you, sir? I know. That's why, I, that's why I'm totally repenting You devote right a whole 20 guys. seconds well, to Well, if you invest in microvision, we'll get you covered. Yeah, we're going to get into that for sure. 
two two other so two other notable things I want to mention to you guys. So like in the news, um, so Bitcoin again. I and I know this is gonna sound crazy because you know I used to be such a such a crypto skeptic and and you know my buddy Jerry years ago was like, come on man, let's do this. And I was like, I don't know. I was like Bitcoin. Bitcoin, it's nine hundred dollars a coin. <laughs> Who would ever do that? Stop <laughs> saying that. that. It physically <laughs> pains me to hear that. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But hey, hey. But, but we, but we have made, so that's good. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, if you've made many, then that's yeah, that's good. But there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about it doubling by the end of this year. I mean, that that'd be a hundred thousand dollars a coin. Do you guys buy that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, that doesn't mean that I'm sour on it or I'm I'm bearish on it. I just don't I just don't have any idea where the value is going to go or where it should be. I just I, did. Did we talk about this a long well, time ago? Where like there was some article. It was talking about how it was going to be as it, the value of like Burke. Like it was going to be that high at some in over the mm-hmm. course of like a the next five to ten years. Kathy Wood says four hundred thousand a coin. So this is okay. So this is an interesting thing that I I read about this, and I we may have discussed this top off offline a little bit, but I read something about how the value of Bitcoin is really derived from the uh, engagement or the the how do I say it the, the network effect the network behind it, right? So because there is a capped amount of Bitcoin out, and there are people mining it. And then you have companies and, and software and programs that do the kind of accounting for. Well, once the last coin is mined, then they say it's going to lose the the value. Like it's because you're then not going to have the interest of people actually mining for it. And then that's going to be less of a need for the accounting of it as well. Wouldn't that increase? I know the supply value and demand, I, and I get it, what... but that's. I feel like the like the day that the first of all, I, I think that's like right. hundred years from now, isn't it, or fifty years from now? So I don't know. Well, if you have a, don't have to worry about that anytime a, soon. SOS, that company that Warren Buffett invested, in, you know, decided to pick up five thousand. They, they they're accepting delivery of like five thousand mega computers that are specifically solely designed for mining cryptocurrency, um, like Bitcoin and Ethereum. So maybe we'll maybe we'll take five years mm-hmm. off of the hundred years. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, I, I mean, hey, you know, every day I hear about a new institution like MasterCard last week. I mean, it's, it's just it's becoming yeah. very mainstream. So whatever that means for the price. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm still bullish on it, even though you guys know me. I'm like Mr. Classic Dividend Aristocrat guy here. But I'm like now Mr. 25. <laughs> <Bitcoin>. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm still bullish. I don't know. Well, yeah. here, I mean, here. here I mean, here's here's my bottom line. If a person if a person has, and I think you guys would agree, if a person has their financial house in order, and I mean they have a secure job, they have got a four hundred one k, they have emergency savings, okay. they have insurance, then yeah, they got their debt under control, they can service their debt. Then I, you know, I'm all for taking like we've talked about before. I'm all for taking one to two percent of your assets and throwing it into crypto because you could make a lot of money. Um, or if it all falls apart, your whole life isn't going to fall apart. So. Anyway, that's what I think. <laughs> it's yeah, it's interesting. It's really hard to predict where it's going to go. Uh, I'll reiterate, I'm bullish on it. As just sort of, it's it's got the first what is it? The first arriver advantage of all the that all the other coins don't have. Uh, it's and it's got the network effect. Most people using it, people you know, institutions aren't talking about adopting Dogecoin. Uh, they're talking about Bitcoin, right? And uh, you know, there's futures trading now for 
Ethereum and Bitcoin in the CME group. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's a big deal and it's, it's moving forward. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Wow. Well, anyway, we, I mean, we probably need to do a whole show on crypto at some point here and just dive into all these coins and talk about them. Uh, but today, Man. no, this is so, so everybody knows. Um, yeah, Bob, Bob does a lot of trading and uh, acquiring of Microvision, this company, and he's going to walk us through. Uh, tell yeah. us what it's about. So, what do they do? Oh, this is uh, just read it verbatim here. Here's the description of, of company Microvision. Don't know about it. it ticker is M E I S. Uh, Microvision Inc. developed scanning technology to create a high resolution miniature projection, three dimensional sensing and image captured under the Pico P brand name in the United States. Pico P scanning technology is based on micro electrical mechanical systems, MEMS. As you'll hear me refer to it as MEMS when I, when I talk about it. So micro electrical mechanical uh, laser diodes, optomechanics, electronics. The company pro, uh, company's products are used in interactive and non-interactive projected displays, 3D perspective light direction, and ranging LiDAR. It's also um, one of their new things is auto LiDAR, automotive LiDAR, which is one of the big drivers right now, and I'm extremely excited about it. But it's also augmented reality, mixed reality. Uh, I think they call it warped reality. Um, so it, this company really... It's basically it's like, this. It's basically it's minority, minority report. report. <laughs> Seriously, this is what we're looking at. But <laughs> if anyone's seen that movie, go see that movie because Microvision apparently it, is making yeah, everything they, in that movie just, come come so to life. So this is what's crazy is that if you if you were to look at this company's balance, you would think like. Um, I'm going to pass. It's a hard <laughs> pass right now. I'm sorry. Um, they they don't look good as far as a balance sheet goes. But this is what people need to to look at and understand. Any good company that is breakthrough technology, that is investing a lot in their R&D and actually coming out with a product that is going to breaking, they typically aren't going to have the best balance sheet. Eventually, it will get there, but it, it, it takes time. So, for example, mm -hmm. Tesla. Just I bring this up. So, Tesla... At one point, their retained earnings were negative $4 billion, okay? So mm -hmm. people don't understand that. It wasn't until, um, I think it was Q3 or Q4 of 2019 that they actually became revenue positive. Well, you're onto something, Bob, because this is, this is a huge hallmark. I mean, we're starting kind of a kickoff, right, of like right. tech discussions here. And this is a huge hallmark. I mean, you guys would know better than, than me, and I'd like to know what you think, Jerry. I mean, this seems to be a huge hallmark right. of tech companies, right? They seem to go through, you have to really, really believe in them because they seem to have to go through like right. a decade of yes, losing absolutely. money. Am it I right? That way. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and, and that's one of the big things yeah. is, with, so with Microvision here, this is, to kind of go back is years ago, they, um, they created this little, pro, essentially uh, a micro projection that could be used in a smartphone. And you may have seen them out there in the market. And their their advancements in technology were way ahead of their and and that kind of became we think of that as like you know futuristic. However, it was um, it was a crutch. It was debilitating to them. Is that they were way way ahead of their time, and everybody they partnered with could not meet kind of the standard that was the be the best way to um, uh, display and use their product. So when they were doing this back in the day and they kind of were really hitting the ground, they were using, you know, advanced laser system, but they were um, the green lasers. So, you know, like green lasers you shooting around. So the problem we ran into is that the lasers they were using were a, a, a class three laser, which 
Can you say it's like laser? Freaking lasers. So <laughs> they they're actually kind of dangerous. Like if you get shot with a class three laser in the eye, you could have permanent damage to your eye. Well, when mm. they were finally able to do these kind of um, uh, they changed the the way that the light the lasers kind of refracted off of a material to help um, kind of disperse it to the eyes for like an interactive display. It became safe for a person to actually look at. Right. Okay. Right. They didn't yeah, want to go full Star Wars on us. Like, in their like, eyes. Okay. So okay. Yeah. let me ask you this. So what what's their so do they have a light at the end of the tunnel in terms of Absolutely. turning a profit in in Absolutely. the mind of investors? And okay. what what does that look like? So. I, I want to keep it brief because there are vent. It's it gets very uh, much like a murder mystery. Like I think Greg, you explained it best. Where I had a wall in my room with all the string pulled out, <laughs> like to a different, you know, right, right, right. So right. they so stepping back to talking about their balance. Um, you know, companies can only do this for so long until it starts impacting to a point where they sale, they go bankrupt. Many things happen. This occurred last year. They were going through transition some years back and, you know, there were leadership changes that took place. And it was Q1 uh, of last year that they said, hey, very publicly, they said, we're up for sale. Now, this company, so people are aware, Microvision, uh, Microsoft, different company, right, has produced something called the HoloLens. HoloLens. And this has become very popular lately because it actually has military application. And there is a, mm. uh, a military product out there called the IVAS. Okay. Um, what this is, is uh, virtual reality goggles, essentially, right? They're, they're has a heads up display built into the goggles themselves. And military units can actually see a map in their HUD, their head up display, where their current team is located, where troops are located. They can get information fed into their heads up display. They, somebody on, the, on another end who's looking at a camera can see exactly what this unit is looking at. They, so my, my, micro, microvision is completely instrumental absolutely, in our dystopian Absolutely. Future. I mean, on all, seriously, all aspects. You said Minority Report. This is like, you know, micro... <laughs> like Minority Report meets right, Star Wars seriously. meets Terminator already. So it's yeah. just all, so, okay, it's all coming we're, together. And we're going to keep okay, going. You. You're gonna, your mind nice. is going to blow up a few times right now. So just... So okay. <laughs> we were fortunate enough to have somebody in actually somebody part of this uh, community that I'm involved with around MVIS that uh, took it upon himself to buy the HoloLens 2. This is more of the, the consumer retail product, right? Not the IVAS. But he bought the HoloLens 2. He recorded a video of him breaking this thing down, tearing it apart. It's a $3,000 unit. The guy took it apart. Because the big rumor around, speculation around that MVIS was providing this key component, the MEMS system, to make the HoloLens. And sure enough, he broke it down, took it apart. He found the piece and components with MVIS label on it, and it was confirmed. And to that point, because of non-disclosure agreements, Microvision can't tell who their client is. So it was very clear and apparent. So when they decided to go you know, and say that they're up for sale, this becomes a huge, huge thing for Microsoft because they have a product that is, is advanced. It's popular. They're approaching the government with it. And if Microvision goes up for sale and so let's say somebody like Apple buys them, right? They then have a Apple licensed uh, intellectual property inside of their HoloLens 2. It causes conflict. Go back to the drawing board, right? So we can always see the problem. They have one of the mm -hmm. largest... Uh, in in their space, one of the largest and uh, most, I would say, lucrative 
uh, intellectual property portfolios out there where any of their competitors have to find a workaround or whatever they can to try to get. Who are the owners? So of the management. You team? have a guy, or are they like from like a, at so like a university that, or something? Also it's or? interesting. So the CEO of the company right now, his name is Sumit Sharma. He was one of the pioneers of um, Google Glass. So he came on mm. board. Um, it really kind of changed some of the direction, but also it gave a lot of, they knew what his, uh, his background is. Um, there's a list of people that are on the, uh, the board of directors that have connection to Google, right? Um, but most interesting is that recently there was a, a lady who came on, and this is where it kind of leads into, we talk about the automotive, okay? So uh, uh, Judy Curran, just came on the board of directors and she was a formal, formerly an executive over at Ford Motors, motor company. Okay. So I know I'm, I'm jumping around all the place here, but this kind of leads into their automotive LIDAR segment. This is where they've actually really focusing a lot of their, uh, they have come up with a, um, a sample you'll say of, of what the, uh, the future of automotive LIDAR looks like, and they are blowing their competitors capability and specs and size. And there's a lot of rumblings out there of the buyer of this company could either be Microsoft. It could be Ford. It could be Apple could be Google. Mm -hmm. um, this has to do with the players in the game. So Judy Curran, she former Ford exec, now on the board of directors, uh, where there are more ties coming in with Ford Motors uh, or even Microsoft is this. You had Warren Buffett just recently invested $6 billion into Ford. You had Ford Motor Company just sell their whole position in Velodyne, who was a competitor to Microvision in the automotive LiDAR space. They just took that position back in like August of last year. They sold it at the end of the year, the whole position. You had State of Michigan just added shares of MVS to their portfolio, a million dollars. Coincidentally, the guy that manages that investment portfolio for the, the State of Michigan was a, uh, a person that worked with Judy Curran at Ford. Um, and then you have, lastly, um, Google and Ford had a strategic partnership in the auto lighter space that was announced. Um, another person on the board of directors, Mark Spitz, um, has some connection as well. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, there, there's strings cool, everywhere, man. man. Yeah. So they're in a lot of, they're in a lot of like, I mean, you can see, I can see what you're saying. I mean, they're in a lot of areas that we right. have talked about on our show before that are just right. like ready to explode. Um, so now are they, do, how do they, how do they fare against um, so competitors? As far as, and this is where it, when we start moving into the automotive LiDAR space, this is where, um, this is where the opportunity is, right? So again, we don't give financial advice out on this show or it, it, investment advice, but so right now, the, um, the competitors in this automotive LiDAR space, you have one, which is um, LAZR, right? The company is, you know, Laser. Laser. They're the company that was just sold for a, some odd billion dollars that was doing that auto automotive LiDAR on semi-trucks. Um, and right now, their share price is, but I want to say um, it's something ridiculous. Luminar. It's Luminar. Well, oh, and MVIS. Yeah. Oh, Luminar. Yeah. And MVIS stock has been doing really right. well the last few weeks, right? I mean, it's, it's huge. up like it's huge. It's up. I'm huge. sorry. Actually, Luminar right now is thirty. I apologize. Yeah. Thirty-seven dollars a share right now. So um, Luminar mm -hmm. is one where their specific focus is automotive lighter. That's the only thing they do. And on top of that, the product they've provided is not even 
as high of quality as what Microvid is making, and not even a tenth of the hmm. quality. Um, so you think MBIS absolutely. has more room to run? So, so their yeah. their okay. share price cool. is at thirty seven dollars a share right now, um, and then you have the other one, which is Velodyne. Um, so Velodyne right now, again, specifically just lidar, they're at twenty three dollars a share. Okay, so that's where these two companies hmm. are placed now. Microvision uh, right now they're at what eighteen dollars a share is when um, they offer more in the realm of technology and advancement, both of these companies buy, and yet they're only showing in the space being around. Each. So let me just read some performance to you. Yeah, $18 a share so here's the, here's the performance, right? So in the past yeah. week, they're up 58%. Yeah. The past month, mm-hmm. 180%. Wow. Yep. The past At three months, 20. Yeah. 907%. Wow. The past six months, 1105%. The past year, 2,917 is how much they're up performance-wise, and they're not even done yet. Hmm. So there, there's a lot yeah. of numbers that get thrown around, but there, there's writing on the wall that a buyout is coming, and this has to do with them demonstrating how far they've come automotive LiDAR, which they will be demoing. Yeah, Motley Fool, yeah, Motley Fool says uh, Mar- this uh, EV and self-driving favorite sword today. Yep. Talks about that last week, and they so April so, they will be cool, releasing man. the product, right. and well. there's there's a lot of speculation about their their buyout price, but it was supposed to be in the billions. Um, talking about how this stock has potential to be up of hundred plus dollars a share. Ten or ten plus years ago, they were valued at five hundred dollars a share, and they just completed massive cup and handle that took develop. And this is also attributing to their their upward huh. trend. Um, technical analysis side, I'll tell you that right now their RSI it, it's similar, it's it's on the higher side, higher level, but it supports the run, and that's what people need to understand is that hmm. they um, RSI is just an indicator of momentum, right? Where it's going to go. Um, as long as it stays at higher levels, that will support the bullish run behind it. Uh, that's where it's sitting right now. It's supporting this bullish run. And so they just recently had a little retracement mm. back, consolidation. It's, you know, it was on lower volume, which is sign of just kind of the weaker hands just trying to take profit. Um, but they are are set on a glide path in the next coming days, uh, if not, or next day. Well, I'm going to throw Absolutely. a little capital if, uh, that way next if week. If one yeah. of us are sounds, interested, besides just buying yeah. up and, the stock, are yeah. there other ways to play it? Is, is there a danger in using options if they're a buyout uh, takeover candidate? So, they, so, Jerry, a great question because there's there's a lot of information I've had been given around that, and I've asked that same question. It all determined, It's all determined on the stipulations of the buyout whether those options be allowed to be exercised, exchanged, uh, that's the I unknown and, and how quick the buyout, you know, transaction would happen. I will tell you right now, options are very healthy with, uh, with MVIS, right? I haven't gotten too into the details behind it, but I think I remember last time looking the February $20, um, uh, options. I, I want to say it was, and maybe you have it in front of you, Jerry, but I want to say it was like thousands The open interest, like thousands, such high open. Um, but there was a lot of open interest on specifically that call mm-hmm. option. I, I will tell you, I, I am in uh, a heavy amount of options, and I plan on actually goes forward, uh, to May to May options, but, uh, wow. insane opportunity guys. Well, insane thanks Bob. It's a good, good, uh, awesome. good analysis. Thank you. Great. Uh, excellent. Uh, excellent review. And, and, I, and I, I do want to uh, get, and here's the thing on. is I do have so... to give a shout out to these people because I, I will tell you, 
honestly, I wouldn't know what I consider the, the little that I do know if it wasn't around micro. Um, you know, you have you have guys like, uh, you know, Brian at Gator Traders. You have Chris at Chartology. You have guys like Skip that kind of do chart analysis. The guy that did the breakdown, his, he goes by the handle Stupid, screen handle. Um, and there's many more. It's mm -hmm. a large community of people that collectively find information insane and the, the knowledge. And so... Yeah, that's what I really appreciate, Bob, about what you just did. It's a great, you just uh, gave a great example of, you know, investing right. through knowledge Absolutely. and acquiring knowledge. You know, I'm going to go back, I'm going yeah. to go back to Grandpa Buffett. Okay, Warren Buffett spends all of his time, most of his time, he doesn't spend all, a lot of his time trading. He spends most of yes. his time reading and researching. And so that's a great, always a great lesson for all of us in, as investors. And I'm guilty. I mean, I, there's times where I just kind of, you know, go on a whim and I'll, and I'll slam into something, but, um, you, you've really done your homework on this one and, you know, we should all, um, Absolutely. we should all do such homework, frankly, Absolutely. before we invest our hard earned dollars. Yeah. So That's great. it's awesome. Yeah. It's really, it's really, uh, it's really, yeah. So I, I just, you know, I just want to make really sure that, you know, I have so. a lot to that and hats <clears> off to that. It's definitely, uh, buy-in. Uh, definitely buying. Yeah, Absolutely. it's fun. It's fun to connect over this stuff. You know, I mean, that's why we do our show, and we like to connect over this stuff and and throw these ideas. You know, we, we're stress testing I, I mean, these ideas the together. Is, as a and, community, this is, and this is you know, the thing is by sharing the, this everything I've learned about MVIS and sharing that with a good friend of ours because they bought in and invested, they were able to have the money now to make a down payment house where they thought they would never be able to and. It's well, right. that's the awesome thing so about investing. Like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we we've said it a million times on the show, like none of us. I, I, I this always rang true with me about the importance right. of investing properly, because unless you are a uh, one percenter right. that is a movie star or a sports figure, none right. of us are going to make enough money. Like we have to we have got to invest to get our money working for us. And that's really nice to hear when those dreams come true. I, I hope more of that happens in our country. Like as we expand the knowledge of investing to a lot of people and, and we open up those opportunities and people's minds. Now, I mean, prudent investing. I mean, some people right. are going a little crazy lately <laughs> right, and they need right. to calm down. <laughs> you know, we got it. We got to keep things in perspective. I, you know, don't, don't put everything you own into MVIS, even if it's a great company, diversify, you know, right. diversify a little bit, put some money in it. But yeah, you know, don't put all your money in Bitcoin, right. you know, put right. some, okay? Um, you know, we got to we got to like keep ourselves sort of absolutely grounded a little bit in the real world, but um great. That's that's great, Bob. Thank you. Um We are not financial professionals and this podcast is designed for entertainment purposes only. We are regular folks who do research and present opinions to an audience in a fun way. Our opinions should not be construed with the views of any organizations we may be affiliated with. This podcast does not represent the thoughts, intentions, plans, strategies of our employers. It only represents the opinions of the authors. If you need specific guidance on your own financial situation, please consult a financial fiduciary professional.